Welcome to the Realtor Fight Club, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Realtor Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mert? Monica, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. I'm going to be surprised if we fight on this one, honestly. I don't think we probably will. But here's what I happens. just fight you just to fight you, you know? Right. When we don't fight, we usually, that's usually, in my opinion, a sign that uh, most agents might want to listen to the, the like this way. Yeah. Like, even though there might be another way when you get two people like us agreeing on something, this is yeah. probably the proven way to go. I don't know. Yeah. Agree. doesn't mean always, but all right. So today's fight club is going to be on this subject. Jen and I are really going to duke it out over this <laughs> or not showing assistant or buyer's agent. Oh God. So you need to grow, you need to expand, you need to leverage. Do you go with a showing assistant or a buyer's agent? Why don't you go first? Okay, because it's easy. Showing effing assistant. Talk to me, Goose. Why? I see this blow up so many times. First of all, I'm a I'm a negative, I'm a downer on teams. I'm a thumbs down on teams in general. Not Can we because- relax that dramatic? <laughs> thing that you just said no I'm a I'm a down I'm a thumbs down okay not because of the team idea if executed properly it's amazing guess what yeah. 95% of agents don't know how to freaking execute a team because I feel like it's 99 it is 99 <laughs> because you didn't get into this business to run a big organization you wanted to have freedom. You wanted to do this. You want like, no, a team is a big ass responsibility. And it takes an entirely different skill set than just selling. It's why you don't promote a top salesperson to sales manager. Those are often two different. Yeah, they're two different people, skill sets. Right? Anyway, so the showing assistant for me is the right first step to leverage out because you need more time. And what a showing assistant does is gives you more time, but does not take a huge chunk of your money, P.S. Does it always have to be the same person? No, I have a laundry list of agents depending on town, what part of town and availability. And they're interested in making an extra, you know, 25 to $100, depending on what it is, maybe more if they're showing a bunch of houses. And my clients love it because I wasn't going to be able to show them, but now I did meet their request because I found somebody to let them in the house and they're just thrilled about that. They never care. And um, you get to write the offer and continue on as their agent. All right. So we're going to disagree. Really? Not because I'm pro buyer agent. So I agree with you on the teams. I think most people... Here's what I believe. Mike Ferry said it best. You can have your ego or you can have your money. And I think most teams are built on ego, which means they don't have money. Mm -hmm. And I think like having like these teams of buyers, agents and all this, I think it's, it's crap. And I don't, I mean, most agents don't get into the business only because they want to do the one they want to 
they want to do the one widget activity. They mm-hmm. want to do, they want to do all of it. Usually like mm-hmm. they want to show buyers and sellers and all have the opportunity to do both. And mm-hmm. we did do a podcast on that, you know, yes. I think that, but I also don't think showing assistance in the sense that you're talking about, because when I hear you talk about it, it's people that want to earn a little bit extra money. So likely these may be newer agents mm-hmm. or agents that are not selling Sometimes. as much. Sometimes. 100% mm-hmm. disagree with you. 100%. And you should watch, not you, you've seen it, but other people, I did a video with uh, Megan Stacy. Yeah, who's awesome. Who, she's amazing. Yes. And she um, built her business like while she had a little kid and was like pregnant and like yeah. all craziness. And so she goes into more detail, but her and I are aligned on this. So when, if I can't show a house, mostly I don't really work with buyers. I mean, today I've been in like buyer hell, but like normally mm-hmm. I would rather, I don't want a showing assistant. I want other realtors that I'm friends with that I know that are great agents to help me. Just like I would help them. Well, you're assuming that I'm picking anybody with a heartbeat. I mean, I don't just pick anybody with a heartbeat. I'm I did clarify it's a newer person or somebody that doesn't necessarily do a lot of business where they think your 25 or $50 is a good deal. If you offered me 25 or $50, it'd be like, uh, no, no but you know what? I'll do you a favor. Right. 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 Do you know what I mean? Like, right. just like if I called you and said, Hey, Monica, they're showing in your neighborhood. I can't get there. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, of course, it's not a problem. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when you get there, you're a top agent in our market. When you get there, you are going to represent us, me, as like you're part of me, like you're a partner of mine. What are you hoping that they do specifically in the way of representing? They just know how to sell, I think is what I'm really going at. What are you selling at a house? The house to the people. Okay. Okay. If you think a buyer agent, all they do is open the door and that's it. That's no. that's a totally different discussion. No, what do they do? No, I, I I just disagree with the word sell. I think they inform, they consult, but they don't sell. They're not More selling that house to them. Consult, whatever. No, not whatever. All I'm saying, talk <laughs> me into buying a house I don't like. You're not gonna sell. No, me. they're not. No, but they have the skill set in order to like ask questions about your situation, like. What's going on? What do you like about this house? What do you not like about this house? Oh, you don't like the paint color? Okay, well, you know that can't be changed. Like, they're just going to have a more intelligent conversation because this is their job. They do it every day and they are highly successful at it. More successful than somebody who you're paying $25 to open the door who has sold no houses. Well, first of all, I, I don't ever have a showing assistant that's never sold a house. So I do have some criteria. They might be newer in the business, but they're extremely professional. I don't need an expert. I need Uh a professional and a professional knows how to show up on time, how to present him or herself in a professional manner, knows how to ask questions, knows how to translate information back to me. That's all I need. I've already been in a buyer's consultation with them. I've already like they shown them several houses. This is. No, I just think it elevates. You're like, oh, we are fighting. This is good. Yeah, we are. I I think. I hear what you're saying. And I like that. I think that's a minimum criteria, right? Like, yeah, show up on time. That's like the minimum pr- criteria of being a professional real estate agent. Of course. And okay. I'm going to choose somebody like that. Don't be a douche. Chance your phone, like stuff like that. Right. right. Don't right. look like Don't you late. rolled out of the right. bar. Okay. Right. <laughs> or your Peloton class. <laughs> right. Well, <Yeah>. it <laughs> different discussion. Right. 
but I, I think it, it's more valuable. I just think it's more valuable to have, if you need help to have your, your other colleagues that are more peer to you showing it. I just don't think it's necessary. I know. I, I can see that you don't think that. Yeah, I, like I don't disagree on, agree to disagree on well, that. It's how I'm teeing it up too. I mean, I'm setting the expectation. They call, they want to see a house at five o'clock today. Yeah. I say, what house? And I say, let me get right back to you. Five okay. o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Let me get right back to you. I okay. know that I have an appointment at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. I can't make it. I didn't go into all of that with them. I no, just call the, from the, you know, two, three, four, five people that I trust that will show up professionally, will do the right things. Maybe they've only sold a couple houses, but like Gail Rothmiller was a perfect example here in Cincinnati. She did this for me when she was in her first year. Mm-hmm. Exceptionally professional. Yeah. Wanted to learn, showed up properly. Like the whole, she was great. She didn't have the experience at the time. This helped give her the experience. But anyway, I call back that agent and I said, or the client and I say, awesome news. I got you in at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. The bad news is I had another appointment, so I'm not going to be able to meet you there. However, I did call yeah. a friend of mine who is going to at least just open the door for you and let you see it. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Monica. That's right. it. And if of you course. Like it, I'll go back through and we'll write the offer or we'll write the offer. So I'm, I'm setting the expectation that this isn't a replacement of me. This right. is literally somebody that's going to get you in there. So you have, well, a- yeah, that's how it always should be. And yeah. even like, let's say you're out of town or whatever, you could actually be on FaceTime or whatever with them too, or call them as they're walking through the house as well. That could be another thing. You for sure. You, yeah. You well, a lot Absolutely. of people don't think about that. No, it's so true. You're right. That's another great way. In this digital world of ours. <laughs> I just think, you know, when you talk about apprenticeship and how you want to blow the whole industry up and do the two-year apprenticeship or whatever it is, this is, a nod in that direction. This is somebody that will learn from this experience as long as I've vetted them appropriately. I don't expect them to be able to, as you say, sell. Yeah. I'm not looking for that. Okay. That's fine. It depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Interesting. I thought you, you, we would both, you, uh, you're saying good on showing assistant. You're just saying pick somebody that's equal to you in your experience. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I think somebody that's like a similar vibe, a similar, similar level of success. Yeah. Like somebody that's more similar to you. In, in success level, in experience. Correct. And you're going to help each other. So like, they're going to have times when they, when they need help and you're going to help them and vice versa. And there may be like four or five of you that do that together and help each other. Yeah. I mean, we have that now with like four of us. Yeah, which we is all nice. kind of like help each other. So like, you know, two of them are out of town, the other two are helping, like whatever, right? Yeah. Well, we don't hate each other. No, and I love that. And you've done that for me before and you know I would do that for you. Of course. Um, yeah. Usually when I do the all call out because I'm in a situation where I need it in three hours, I don't mm-hmm. care who raises their hand first. I think that one day you raised your hand first. I was like, oh, hell yes, thank you. That'd be awesome. Well, I was only doing it as a favor. Let's I know you would. I won't <laughs> ask again. But, you know, most likely it's agents that are looking to, you know, <laughs> I guess learn how to open a door, learn what a buyer says when they walk yeah, in. Yeah, and I just don't want them learning on the people, my clients. But it's not going to hurt. I've never had a client say, well, that was a disaster. No, she- I don't think it would hurt, but could it be better? Could be. It's not okay. ideal, but I can't be there at all. So it's already a disadvantage. So then the second is somebody that's more similar. And then the third is the showing assistant. I think it's just 
either you or somebody that's professional, All somebody right. that can open the door, but it's set the expectation. This person is opening the door for you. Right. I literally say that. Yeah, so but they're, they're going to ask them questions and they should know stuff. Yeah. Well, they're going to have the sheet. I don't know. This is, we're going to have to agree to disagree, but I think in general, we agree on when Bill, if you are building a team or looking to take on a partner, I think one, people do it for the wrong reasons. We agree on that. I don't think they have the systems in place and we agree on that. And I think in general, just somebody being an only a buyer's agent is it's a silly concept. Very silly, but I do like the idea of if you're, if you have like an apprenticeship program set up or something like that, that showing assistant is part of it, but it's not like here, show these buyers. There's steps before that. Like, here's how you show a buyer. Watch me do it. Now let me watch you do it. It's not like, oh, I can't make this one. You've never been trained here. Good luck. I don't know how you do things. Right. I understand. And that's what most people do. They call who can do it, but you've never worked with that person necessarily. Like you maybe have worked with them on the other end of the deal, maybe, or you've seen them in the office probably, mm-hmm. but like, you've never seen them do their job. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. But not with, not with my clients. <laughs> start with Monica's clients. <laughs> no, I do want to bring up a point on the other side that we both agree is not necessarily ideal in this whole buyer's agent. So let me give you the, uh, scenario of what happens in the buyer's agent world. One of okay. two things happen. Generally speaking, you hire a great talent, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be good and you're excited about them. They're going to represent your clients, whatever. Yeah. In one year, 12 to 18 months, they start doing buyer's math and they realize that they can do this on their own because they're talent. Yeah. So they're going right. to fly. So you've right. invested all this time and training and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get the person that is never going to make it and is going to leave because they're frustrated about something, whatever. It's like this very small little percentage right in the middle where that perfect buyer agent exists. Yeah. And I do know there are teams with that. And maybe Megan has a couple of people on her team that are just perfect. They want to be buyer's agents. They love that. Well, we've interviewed a couple of um, just only buyer's agents, but you're right. It's a very small like um, percentage of people. Spot. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, people will say, well, I need, I need like a partner to help me. Oh my God. Before I found Alan. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I coached and trained. Like one time I had 70 people I was coaching and training. Mm-hmm. He's the only person in the last 12 years that is at, that I've been able, like has actually been like, would be a, is a partner Yeah. Like, out of all these people. Like the chances of you finding an Alan are like mm-hmm. super slim. If you're not married, especially if you're not married. Right. Well, this is true. I mean, and, you're married to yours. That's yeah, different. That's right. That's right. And you took, he, he's been a partner, not a buyer's agent. No, but he was an agent for he me for five years. Him. Yeah. But see, we didn't do only buyer's agents because I really wanted all my agents to be listing agents. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any buyer's agents because I just think, oh, buyers, like they're just, it takes so much time. Like you can just, with the amount of time you spend with them, you could triple your money with listings, at least triple, at least. If you do the work that you do. Like that's what I'm saying. Like take that same amount of time working with buyers and generate listing leads and you will at a minimum triple your money. It's very true. And that is a topic for another day. Oh, all right. Let's go back. Let's take a break. I need a break. (laughs) We're going to hear a word from our sponsor. When we return, we will have the final knockout. 
Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. All right, welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the final round, Jen. Did you ask anybody about this? What, did we take this outside of the ring? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you have, most agents are by themselves. And so they, sometimes when they're building a team, they do think that a lot of times they think they need to have a buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. So it's a mind shift for people. Okay, it'll be interesting. But yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So now that we're back in the ring, let's have our final round. Okay, Monica, you want to go first? I do want to go first. So, yes, thank you. I uh, will reiterate this idea of leverage, not um, intertwining and complicating your life. We as agents want to, we think the status is that first we hire this admin. Well, that's going to cost you twenty-four dollars to $30,000 a year. Then we're going to get a buyer's agent and you're going to have to give them all of your leads. If you do it right, you're not taking buyers anymore. If you do that, you're giving away all your money. When you can be running parallel in your business, I think that's the overarching argument I'm going to always have with somebody who wants to grow is run parallel. Run parallel with a transaction coordinator who is a 1099, their own business, still gives you service. Run parallel with a buyer's agent. Uh, or I'm sorry, with a um, with a showing assistant, sorry. Run parallel with that person. First of all, you can untangle really easily. You can detach from them really easily. Set up for the divorce. Uh, get set up for the, it's a prenup, man. It's ready to go. <laughs> so I think where you and I are obviously disagreeing is what are the credentials of that showing assistant? I don't think it has to be that complicated. This is somebody that needs to just- This is easier. My solution is easier. It's people you're already friends with. You already do business with them. They're in your circle. You hang out with them outside of real estate. It's yep. it's way easier. Just be like, yo, Monica, this person is in your neighborhood. Can you show this house at five? And you would be like, yes, I can. I'd be like, great. Drinks on me next time. I'll be calling you next week. Don't worry. <laughs> I think you should know yourself. No, but like, it also depends on your business, right? So I'm coming at it from my point of business. We just don't do that. We don't have that many buyers. Right. So like for us, when we have a buyer, it's either somebody, it's mostly somebody we've made homeless. That's a totally different scenario. Sure. Okay. But if you're the type, if your business is mostly buyers, then it needs to be set up differently. Mm-hmm. Well, it needs to be set up in differently in that you need to switch your business model and get some listings. True. But let's say you love, I mean, there are people out there that they, they truly, they are set up and well, they, they just make sense for them to sell buyers and they enjoy doing it and they don't like doing listings. And I think that's okay. I'm going to call bullshit on that. I think they say that they like doing buyers because they don't have the confidence to do listings. Nobody could look at those two models and see the amount of time that it takes to make the same dollar and say, I like that more. They like it because they don't have to lead. But maybe it fits into their schedule better. Maybe there's a reason for it, right? Like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying, know you, know your business. And then that will tell you, it's really more often than not, never a good idea. It's never really a good idea to have a buyer, like hire another buyer agent. That makes no sense in most 
like 99 cases out of 100. Yeah, I do. I know you and I are both caveating this in 99.9 and I say 95%. There are agents who run incredible teams. They're well-oiled machines. Everybody has opportunity. Like I've seen it. It's just so freaking rare. And, you know, like a Megan Stacy, I don't know the inner workings of her. I know she's an incredible agent. She's also a good leader. So she likely is running a good team. I don't know, but I just have seen way more disasters than positive. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's a different topic. That's more people trying to get into business with each other and have no, I, no idea what they're yeah. doing. But it doesn't end well. I was team leader for how many years? And a long time. the thing I most commonly uh, dealt with was breakups in partnerships or buyer's agents or admins, like breakups. It's horrible. And somebody ends up leaving and it never ends well. Oh, well. You should date instead of marry people. Date them. And that's the showing assistant. That's right. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you think there was a knockout? We didn't think we were going to argue. We did argue a little bit. How do you feel about this? Do you do what Jen does and just tap into all of her friendships? Or do you do what I do? And give opportunity to... Oh, God, Monica. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page. That's a real uh, Realtor Fight Club podcast and let us know what you think. Exactly. And if you are interested in learning more about EXP, give me a call or text me at 513-400-1691. You can also text or call. Monica and I are happy to share like anything we have as we were growing. I mean, I grew... A team killed it, grew it again, killed it, grew it again. <laughs> so I'm happy to share anything. Killed with it, you. meaning put it out of its misery, not like <laughs> killed it, like killed it, right? Put it out of its misery. Yeah, I've tried a lot of different ways. So happy to share any of that with you as well. Awesome. See you next time, Jen. Bye, Monica. Bye. All right. Hey, everyone. I am here with Jim Black. He's our tiebreaker today. Hey, Jim. How's it going? Great. Now, I wanted to bring Jim on because he has. He runs a big team now, but you've tried a lot of different ways to run your team. <laughs> yep. I've, uh, I, I mean, I've tried to follow the millionaire real estate agent model. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's worked out well and, um, but I don't think I always interpreted it correctly and I think I'm getting better as I go. So you just want to try your own way a few times, I think maybe. A little bit. It, you know, <laughs> I, I like the models, but you know, my team's a little bit different. So I'm just going to do it just a little bit. Right. That's how everybody thinks. All right. So your team is called the Jim Black Group. You're at EXP out of Massachusetts. Yep. We're uh, right, right out of Worcester, Millbury, Mass. Nice. All right. So Jim, should you hire a buyer's agent or a showing assistant? So I'm going to give my opinion. Um, and I think it actually, that red book I just mentioned that million real estate agent says it too, is I think you should hire an assistant. I'm just, just sharing from my experience, mm-hmm. you know, I bring agents in and they kind of get lost in the shuffle. They don't really get trained to do it exactly the way you do it. Right. So if you're, you know, you're hiring your first person, uh, first agent on the team, I would hire a, a showing assistant. Um, you know, we don't, you know, we don't separate the buyer and seller side. So ours work with buyers and sellers with us, but they're an assistant on and an extension of us on every single deal and for a period of time until they graduate from that. And then they go work with their own clients, but it makes sure that they get that exact level of service they would get with you with the agent that you hire once they do graduate rather than just throwing business at them and hoping it works out. 
Yeah, it is a good way to learn, I think. Now, would you hire a showing assistant? Would you bring them on your team? Like, let's say you're just starting out. You don't have like an established team like you, or you're trying some different things. Would you bring them on the team right away? Or would they still like kind of remain on their own and could do showings for other agents as well? I mean, I can tell you what I did is I I paid someone to just show properties because I couldn't Mm -hmm. bring someone on initially. And gave them probably a bigger piece of the pie than I needed to, but um, I needed the help at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a tough one because I I think it's best to take some of that admin and help off your plate first. Yeah, Um, for sure. We'll just say you have an admin. So this is like, I think like everybody agrees that like when you need help, hiring additional sales is not it's not helpful because you still have, now you have more admin work, which then would come back on you. So hire an admin first, you do the additional sales first, but now you need help with the sales. Yeah. And it could, it, there's a couple different ways to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. one would be if you don't have the ability to bring on someone full-time, maybe, maybe you bring someone on that can work with you a few days a week and you, you pay them like a per diem fee to go do that go show houses so you can take thursday and friday off or right or you can maybe double up so yeah no i we have one person on our team right now who's doing a couple nights a week plus the weekends and then we have three full-time people that are you know they're doing um you know whatever whatever full-time in real estate looks like (laughs) right all the time. That's what it looks like. Cool. So, um, but I do, I do agree with you. I think the showing assistant is a great way for you and that showing assistant to develop processes and make sure that they're, that's what you're saying. Like it helps them learn how to deal with the customers, the way that you want to build your business and how you want, right? Yeah, well, and and when we bring an agent on, the first thing that they're doing is saying, okay, how am I going to get a paycheck? Right. Um, you know, we started going to, you know, bringing on people with a salary plus bonus model. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it makes it so they're not, they're hungry to learn. They're not hungry to eat. Like they don't need yeah. to sell a house today mm-hmm. to, pay, to feed their family. So they can go ahead and focus on learning because what we're doing right now is we, the first 30 days, I tell people, I'm like, you're not doing anything except for shadow. Yeah. You're not really bringing any value to the team. You're literally just watching. You're watching, you're shadowing, you're learning, you're questioning how we do things. Cause if you think that we could do something better, I want to hear the feedback. Yeah. But you know, and, and I think it gives them a sense of relief, but it, it, it'll, I just think it allows them to learn. And we've been, we just started doing this earlier this year. We tried it last year. didn't work out as well. And we modified mm-hmm. how we're doing it. And I'm pretty much co- somewhat copying my coach, Eric Hatch, mm-hmm. on a lot of this stuff too, trying to model after what he's doing. But like like always, I'm always changing it just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Because <laughs> I think there's a better way to do it for my team. But sure. Um, but it just, I'm seeing how much these people are learning and growing mm-hmm. and just watching that they're, when they, when they jump in and, and they've got their own clients, I'm not going to be having to be with them every step of the way because I already was. Right. You're doing a lot of this stuff on the front end so that they can be successful and it's releasing your time on the back end with them and making them more successful. Yeah. It's, it's the best way to train is just to learn. Just follow me. Yeah, Go agreed. on a Zoom buyer consult with me. Go on a Zoom listing appointment, face-to-face listing appointment. And yeah. 
go on the showings, go to the home inspection, go, go to an appraisal, whatever appointments you're going to, just bring them with you. Right. Uh, the, the only thing it might do is it might slow you down a little bit. You know, it definitely will stop, stop and train them. Mm-hmm. But you're going to, in the end, if you're trying to build something and leverage your time, I really think it's the only way to do it because if you hire buyer agents, you're not leveraging anything. No, you're not. That makes sense. So if people have a referral in Massachusetts, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Best way is, um, is you can go ahead and sh- either, sh- well, either shoot me an email, which is probably the easiest, jim at jimblackgroup.com. Or you can shoot me a message, uh, 774-280-0353. That's my cell phone. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for being on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Realtor Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.